Amen? Glory to God. Good things going on. How many are thankful? How many are thankful for everything that God has done in your life? We've had a challenge all month long, right? To be thankful. 26-day challenge, 26 days of thankfulness, to be grateful at Gates or the hashtags that we've put up, and a lot of people. I've I've been really encouraged in all of you that have participated, have been a part of that, and challenged others. Because, you know, what's happened is, is it's challenged other people you know, on social media to do the same thing. I mean, maybe people already had that in, in mind, but I think it's really affected a lot of different people, and, and it's, it's just, it's contagious. It is absolutely contagious. Uh, in, in the same way that negative things are contagious, uh, thankful things are contagious, positive things are contagious. And we want to we be guilty of spreading uh, positive things, confessions, encouragements, thankfulness, instead of being, you know, downers, and always talking bad, and always being negative about other people, and those kind of things. We don't want to be that way, amen? We, we are a thankful group of people, and I'm telling you, there's power in thankfulness, and we've been talking about that um, over the last few services, and Sunday we talked about the power of a thankful prayer. And I want to just kind of touch a little bit more on that tonight and, and, and just read a, a couple other scriptures and examples. But, but the power of a thankful prayer. And I, and I tell you, if there's ever a time in the history of the world when we need to be people of prayer, it's now. Can you say amen to that? And to believe in what we do and what we can do is is to pray and believe the Word. But there's something about thankfulness that changes your outlook and your perspective on, on, on what will actually come to you. You know, you can pray in a begging way. You can beg God for things. You can, you know, I, I've heard of a lot of people's, you know, prayer list and their... And, and a lot of what they're doing is complaining to God about things going on, and they call that prayer. Well, that's not really prayer. Prayer is connection and true communication with God. And, and we don't want to be complainers, and we don't want to be ungrateful, and we don't want to be unforgiving people. We want to be people who are thankful and grateful and have an attitude of gratitude towards how awesome that God is, because what it does is it, it, it enables you to look beyond and past a lot of the issues that are in other people's lives and believe the best in people. And I tell you what, when, when you begin to develop that in your life and you, you, you learn how to believe the best in people, then you find, yourself, you find yourself stopping yourself in saying negative things and talking against people and against groups of people or organizations or people that don't believe everything that you believe. You know, um, it, it, it's, it's funny the way that people can be critical of groups of people that are doing something and being effective. It's easy for people to get on the wagon and, and, and be critical of people that are standing for, for truths. Even, even in the church world, it, it, in, in days past, it's been an easy thing in the church to be critical of the next church. 
because they don't do things the way you do. Or especially if somebody is larger or somebody's done something that's really effective in a community. It's very it's been it's been something in the church world where we've where people have been critical um, of of the success of other people when the Bible's very clear if if you want to see success then you need to rejoice when people are successful. You need to talk well of people when things go well in their lives and, and be excited for other people because when you develop that and when you develop that mindset of, of only thinking good and not evil, then what happens is your blessing and your manifestation is around the corner. You're, you're, you're next in line for good things to happen when you change your perspective and your outlook of people's lives. I mean, you know... It's, it's like humanity is out there for us to practice on. <laughs> humanity is there for practice. <laughs> and practice makes what? Perfect. Practice develops whatever you're practicing. Right? If you're practicing a golf swing, you'll eventually get better at it or you need to quit. Right? <laughs> if you're... You know, if you're practicing, you're practicing and, and learning how to cook something, you'll get better at that if you practice. If you try it once and get discouraged, you, you, you try to cook something and you burn it and you get discouraged and, and, and you quit, then you've not, you, you, didn't, you didn't stay with the journey that you needed to stay on to get good at what you're doing and perfect it. And God wants us to perfect this thankful heart this attitude of gratitude, this gratefulness that He created us, it's already inside of you to be grateful, to be thankful. It's already inside of you to think the best of people. The laws of God are already written inside of every human being on planet earth. The laws of God are in our heart. They're in us. And God wants them developed so that they come out of us. Right? And, and so, we've been on this all month, and, and I'm, I hope that, it's, that the messages and just the social media attack that we've put out there has done as much for you as it's done for me. Because every time I preach along this, every time that I challenge myself every day to be thankful for something else, and, you know, you, you have to work at it. But the more you work at it, the easier it gets. And, and, and the less complaining you do. <laughs> do you realize that some people's lives, if they didn't complain, would be very quiet? They just look around and stare because they've been so programmed to look at the negative and talk the negative and talk bad about people. It's sad, but a, a big majority of humanity, their life... They feel better about themselves when they downplay other people. And God didn't make it that way. But you've got to practice. You've got to practice really hard. And especially, you have to practice with the people that are closest to you. Amen? So, we're going to start tonight with our foundation scripture. Where is it? Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, 
and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. So, so as a result of that, you didn't make yourself. You're not your own person. You're His people. So enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise and have a thankful heart. Let thankfulness be a weapon. Let thankfulness be a part of your life. Let thankfulness come out of your mouth in the form of prayers, supplications, uh, petitions to God, consecration to God, going before God and thanking Him for how great that He is. Thanking God that the greater one lives inside of us. Thanking God that no matter what things look like in the natural, He's already, He already has taken care of everything already. Before the foundation of the world, everything was provided for. Everything that you will ever need in life was provided for at the foundation of the world. When God, when God created everything in six days, on the seventh day He rested, and he didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was finished. On the seventh day, he rested not because he was tired. He rested because he was finished. Everything that you will ever need in life has already been provided for. And that doesn't, that, that doesn't make natural sense. Well, if everything has already been provided for, then why... Why are there so many needs not met? Because of this message this month. The lack of a thankful heart. The lack of realizing how that thankfulness opens the door and is the key to unlock the manifestations that we have been developed and programmed to learn to believe for. We want to see something happen, but we don't want to change the way that we talk. We don't want to change our attitudes. and We don't want to change the way that we look and see other people. And if we don't change, then things stay locked behind the door. But thankfulness is the key that unlocks the door and causes things to come to us. The things that God already prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Telling you what, everything that you will ever need, everything that you were ever programmed to need or to be blessed with in life has already been done. Amen? So we're here now today, we're here in this dispensation of time learning how to access what has already been done for us. And I'm telling you, thankfulness is a key that unlocks that door. Enter into His courts with thanksgiving, into His courts with praise, and be thankful and bless His name. Amen? And bless His name. Psalm 92 and verse 1. It is good. One translation says it is so good. It is so good. I like that. It is so good to give thanks to the Lord. And to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It is so good to give thanks to the Lord. <clears throat> you know, if, if your mind is meditating on something 
that is not from a grateful heart, and your mind is meditating on something that's an issue or a problem, the way you can stop that thought process is by allowing praise and thanksgiving to come out of your mouth. <clears throat> if, if, I'm, if I'm thinking, if something is troubling me and bothering me, the way to get over the hump of that thing bothering me is to allow my mouth to begin to thank God. Lord, today I thank you that this is the day that you have made. Lord, today I choose to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in this day. I don't care what things look like or what natural circumstance. I don't care what that person did. I choose to thank you that it's an awesome day. And when you use that, the word thankful or you use the word grateful or you use the word in, in some form or another of, of gratitude, to where you're acknowledging God's greatness through those words, it just does something to you. It penetrates, number one, thoughts in your mind that are not pleasing to God and they're not edifying in your life. But not only does it penetrate those thoughts in your mind, but it quickens your mortal body. It gives you strength. Because how many can testify that when you're depressed or something tries to overtake your minds or your, or your, thought, your mind or your thought life, how many know that it, it, it causes you to want to be weak, like you don't have energy, you don't want to do things, and, and it shuts you down, it shuts your productivity down. God didn't create us to be unproductive people, He created us to be productive. And if we don't keep our minds in line, we don't keep our thought processes in line, and, and we don't do it with a thankful heart, with thankful words. If we don't keep that in line, then, then it robs us and it steals from us being productive in life. God created you. He created you for productivity. He created you to be productive in everything that you do. You and I do not have to lack in our ability to do things. But many times... We toil and work at something that God didn't tell us to work at, and we frustrate ourselves. But when we go before God with thanksgiving, thanking Him that we hear His voice, that we know His voice, Lord, I thank You as I know Your voice and I know that something is right as I do it, it produces the same results that it produced in Jesus' life. It's the way He created us to be, to live that way. Amen? In 1 Thessalonians 5, we've read this each time to rejoice always to pray without ceasing and in all things give thanks and he says this is the will of God for your life I, I, I don't know about you but there are things one of the things in at least in in my preaching one of the reasons when I preach the word that from service to service when I'm on a series that I repeat things is because you don't get it the first time you don't get things the first time in your life and and when you hear something, and, and you hear something said a specific way, it needs to be said again. And sometimes I'll repeat something in a different way. It'd be the same thing, but just being said in a different way. And you, you need that. So when you, think of, when you think about something being God's will for your life, and He gave you three things that are His will, to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and, to all th and, and in all things give thanks. That that is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. When you know that's God's will for your life, 
then, then what do you need to be pursuing? You need to be pursuing what is His will and His plan for you. Not, not other things. Not giving in to other things. Because in, in, in our world and our society today, our society is busy distracting us and trying to keep us from, from believing how real and how big and how true and, and how, how overwhelming that God really is. His presence and His power is so real. And there's so many things out there trying to distract us. So what He's telling us, the reason that these three things are His will is because it, it jerks you and it takes you from the negative into the positive. To rejoice and to pray and to give thanks all the time without ceasing and in all things. As we learn to do that and we learn that it's not just something that we're trying, but it's His will for our life. Think about how those three things can advance you. If you believed it was God's will for you to, um, to be a banker, if you, if you believed it was God's will for you to you know, to own your own business in a certain thing. And, and, and you realized it was His will and you went after the business to cause it to prosper and to do everything that you could to make it work because you believed it was God's will. You wouldn't just, if you wanted to be successful at it, you wouldn't just half-heartedly do it. Well, this is the will of God that will open up other opportunities and avenues in your life in ways that you never even dreamed, and it's through rejoicing and praying and giving thanks. It's a tool. It's a weapon. There's power to it, and we have to take it serious. Amen? So that's why I've repeated these things over and over again, because I want you to get it. This is God's will for your life, and that means you need to learn to do nothing but this. Nothing but this. So, to rejoice always means to never complain again. To give thanks, in all things give thanks, that means then in nothing be unthankful. <laughs> That's how absolute that it is. That is the will of God for your life. That will take you to new levels and bring you to new heights in your life that you never even dreamed possible. God can't use people. Everybody say, God can't. He said He can't. God, the only thing that God can't do is He can't use unrenewed people to advance His kingdom. We're joint heirs with Him. And the last thing that Jesus said was, go make disciples of me. Of him. Go make the disciples so that I can build my church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. And a lot of people think, eh, God will just use whatever. And he will use whoever and whatever, but, he, but we can't grow up and mature and be what we were created to be, this church without spot or wrinkle, if there's not development. So I'll say it again. To rejoice always means to never complain ever again. we got to get that right. To pray without ceasing means to never spend time toiling and trying to figure something out, but hearing the voice of God and only doing what He said. See, Jesus was the perfect example. 
He said, I only do those things that my Father tells me that I hear Him. Everybody say, hear Him. That means you've got to be listening. Key part of learning how to do this and be affected at, at it is being able to hear Him, taking the time to hear Him and doing what He says. To be thankful in all things means to never be ungrateful ever again about anything no matter what. And there's no excuse. And it doesn't matter what anybody else does. And we've got to learn that. And we've got to develop it. It's the will of God for our life. To be thankful in all things. Can you say amen? So, I want to look at this one example and then I want to end in James 5. Look at Luke chapter 17. I want you to see something in this story. Luke chapter 17, we're going to start with verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, as Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices, and they, and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, so he told them what to do, and as they went to the priest... They were cleansed as they went. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice did what? He glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So, in in this day and time and in this hour, here's... Ten guys, and uh, I mean, this is just my story, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm fudging on this story a little bit, but just to, just to make my point. Here's ten guys, and uh, they're all out of the church, or at least nine of them are. And uh, they come and they cry out and they want something from Jesus, and Jesus tells them what to do. And they go off and they're cleansed. But there was one guy that wasn't part of the church. And as he's going, he's cleansed of that leprosy and he comes back. And he falls down and he gives thanks. And he praises. It says he yelled and shouted and glorified God that he was cleansed of leprosy. He has a horrible disease. And it was forever. In most cases, it was forever. It was horrible. And he was cleansed and healed, and he came back. And Jesus said, well, wait, I thought there was ten of you guys. And there were. And this one came back. And notice what Jesus said here. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this unsaved? And he said to him, Arise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. 
Tonight I'm talking about, and I'm going to just pull it into uh, James chapter 5, the power of a thankful prayer. This is what I think, okay? Because I've seen this happen time and time and time and time again. When people want something for nothing, it never lasts. These people wanted to be well, but they didn't want to give credit and thanks for the one that healed them. I think that this man's faith kept him well his entire life. And I believe that there's record, I shared it on Sunday, there's record that this guy was part of Jesus' ministry and part of the the early church. But it was this guy's faith that kept him well. You know what I think is? The nine got well. The other nine were healed. Or the, or the symptoms left their body. But it came back on them. Because there was no faith involved. The power of a thankful prayer. Listen to me. If you say, if you, say you know, I pray a lot of prayers, but I don't see things happen. Listen to me. Listen to me tonight. Listen to me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that the effects and the results of your prayers will change when you learn to develop thankfulness and you have a thankful heart like you've never had before. When you begin to practice this thankfulness and this gratitude and and developing an attitude and a mindset of gratitude, of gratefulness, of how awesome that God is no matter what, then what happens inside of us is that it positions us to have authority to speak things that change things. Because see, you can't out of one side of your mouth pray some prayer for something effective to happen and the other side of your mouth be ungrateful and unthankful and and unforgiving and complaining about people that were created in the image of God. Every human being on planet earth was created in the image of God. And when you put your mouth on people and, and, you, and, and you, you, you have this venomous thing in you that has not been worked out, then you pray things, but things don't happen because you've not changed the attitude of your heart. Jesus said this, it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man, it's what comes out of him. See, his disciples were making a big deal because they weren't washing their hands right on, you know, on the Sabbath and they, weren't eat, they were eating the wrong thing or this or that. He said, it's not, not, what, it's not what someone eats that defiles them. It's what comes out of their heart. That's right. And the only thing that will change the condition of your heart is to change what you speak out of your mouth. And when the things in your heart begin to change then the words that come forth out of you will be in power. When you begin to develop a thankful, grateful heart of gratitude, attitude of gratitude in everything that you do, when you find yourself stopping yourself in your tracks from putting your mouth on another human being, stopping yourself from allowing your words to destroy other people, when you find yourself stopping yourself because of the work that you've done, you won't just stop doing that. 
You might hear a message like this or somebody else challenging you in a certain way about not putting your mouth on people, and you'll do that for a little while, but if you don't practice it, it won't work for you. And you'll watch it work for other people, but it won't work for you. God intended for you and I to be people of answered prayer. He intended for us to be people of answered prayer. And I say the key that unlocks the door to answered prayer is thankfulness. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise and be thankful and bless His name and acknowledge the fact there's not anything that you see with your eyes or hear with your ears that's bigger than who God is. Because see, here's the deal. Here's the deal. What we see and what we hear distracts us and when we get distracted and we get our mouths back on people okay then our prayers are ineffective our prayers are ineffective so look at james 5 we read this on sunday but i want to add it i wanted i wanted to add something to what we read in james 5 And I'm just I'm gonna read verse 13 through 18. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. You remember the story in, in the Gospels where it's, there's, a, there's a couple of accounts of it uh, in the Gospels where these three guys had this guy on a stretcher and they were bringing him to Jesus for Jesus to heal him. And they couldn't get through the crowds. I mean, there are thousands of people, and they couldn't get through. And he was in, in some guy's house. And so the best way they saw to get them, get this guy to Jesus, was to go up on the top of the house, bust a hole in the roof, and lower the guy down through. And when Jesus saw the faith of these guys, when he saw their faith, the Bible says he saw their faith, Not the faith of the guy on the stretcher, but the faith of the guys that got him there. When he saw their faith, he said, because of your faith, this man is whole. You see, as individuals, there are things that we need to be working in us so that our faith for others is strong. The woman with the issue of blood had faith in Jesus' faith. How many times in in the Gospels did they talk about, wait, wait, this guy is a man of authority. He even speaks to the wind and the waves and they stop and they do what he says. He says, peace be still, and they stopped. This is a guy with authority. He believes that what he says is going to come to pass. This isn't like our scribes and our Pharisees. You and I have got to be people with our faith levels raised so that people begin to believe that God is real because we believe He's real. Right? 
that we believe that what we pray comes to pass. And I don't know about you, but, but in all the years that I've been born again, I've seen enough prayers not answered. I've seen enough prayers in other people's lives not answered. I don't want any more unanswered prayers. I don't want to see things not work in people's lives. I'm taking the challenge this month to be grateful and to be thankful. And I'm telling you, I'm taking it more serious than I've ever taken it in my life that it is the key that unlocks the door to the power of effective prayer. Because when I'm thankful, I'm aware. When I'm thankful, my thoughts are not on myself. When I'm thankful, I'm thinking about the good of other people when I'm thankful. When I'm ungrateful and I'm unthankful and I'm complaining and I'm moaning and groaning about something that's not happening or not right in my life, my focus is inward and I'm not, my, my faith level is not high and nobody, unless they you know, trip over healing, are going to get well around me. And there's no reason... There's no reason to live here if we don't get results. There's no reason to be on planet Earth with, to be Christians with no results. To be people that are born again but not producing results in our lives. Amen? And I say that the key to it is an attitude of gratitude. Having a grateful heart. And that, and that getting off on other people. And what's on you, get off on other people just because of your presence. Not because you, you know, slap somebody because they talked ugly about someone else. I mean, you know, who, 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 wants, to, who, who wants to be around somebody that's perfect and a know-it-all? Right? You don't want to be around somebody that's telling you everything that you're not doing right. You, you want the Holy Ghost to be able to reveal to you what is right. And I'm saying to you... You need what I'm telling you tonight and what I've told you all month long. You need this to be real to you. You need to know that this thankful attitude and heart is the will of God for your life. And it changes things. And it produces answered prayer. Amen? Notice the next verse 16. He says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This is pretty long, but listen to verse 16 in the Amplified. He says, Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Pray for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Right? Mindset. An attitude of gratitude, a state of mind that is always grateful. Because if if the will of God is to always and never be without the rejoicing and the praying and the thankfulness, 
and you're never without that, then you're in this state of mind that doesn't think the other way. And you have to work at it. I'll just tell you right now, with anything else that you do, this becomes another full-time job. It becomes full-time. 24-7. Full-time job to clean it up. Clean up the attitude. Clean up the way that you think. If you're letting someone else's whole attitude in life affect you to a point that you can't make right decisions and you can't be thankful and you can't rejoice and you can't pray with an expectation, then you're letting something in the natural, what you see and what you hear, affect you to the point that you're not effective for God. And He didn't create us to be that way. I'm telling you, if He told us in here that that's His will, and He told us that we can do it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if that's so, then you and I can do this. We can change these things. We can be people that are people of answered prayer because of the changes that we make. Verse 17 and 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain. And guess what? It didn't rain for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. He was a man, a nature like ours. You know who else was a man with a nature like you and me? Jesus. Amen? And the things that he did, you and I will do, and even greater works. Why? Because now all of us can do it. All of us can do the works that he did. But I'm telling you, you'll never do anything that he did if you don't learn to do what Father says. You don't learn to hear his voice. And you'll never learn to hear the voice of the Father until what's coming out of your mouth, what's coming out of your heart, is full of thankfulness and gratefulness and rejoicing and prayers with expectation. Because the effectual, effectual fervent prayer of righteous people accomplishes much. There's a lot, and I, and I, and I just... I wanted, to, I wanted to end this tonight. I had some confirmation earlier about this also. But I wanted to end this tonight with praying this way. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on. We mentioned it a little bit on Sunday. But there's a lot going on in our, in our world, in our nation. Um, and there, there is a lot of potential for things to happen continuously. Um, since the attacks in, in uh, Paris this last week, there's been, I, I mean, there's probably been, I mean, that I've heard of, a dozen other, you know, quote, potential possibilities of other little things happening. You know, for the last five or six years, you know, I've heard of, of, 
how ISIS is being strengthened in the United States. You know, that there's pockets of it here and there and all these other places. I've heard it for the last five years. And uh, what we saw happen in Paris was definitely the result of hatred and deception in, in human beings that would actually do things to other human beings like that that are not of God. How many know none of that is of God? I don't care what anybody says. It's not of God. We don't serve the same God that other religious groups say that they're after. All the books that have been written about all roads lead to God is not a true... It, it, it doesn't line up with the Word. You know, and, and you're going to waste your time trying to convince some of those people that unless the Spirit leads you to minister to people of other different types of religions. But all roads don't lead to this God. There's only one road, and that's through Jesus Christ. But you have to understand that. And so as a result of it, what we can't do as a people on planet Earth is we can't get focused on all the fear tactics that people throw out there about what can potentially happen. Okay, We can't get focused there. We've got to hear God. Jesus was never moved. I mean, He came into a synagogue that He had been coming to for over 30 years. And this is what He said. Today, this Scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. They grabbed him, they jerked him, they drug him out to the edge of the cliff. They had stones in their hand and they're ready to push him over the side of the cliff. And what did he do? He just walked between them. It wasn't his time. Nothing affected him. It didn't matter what they did, what they said, who said what or anything else. Nothing moved him except the passion that he had for the voice of God. Every time he did anything, it was a result of what he got from what he heard. And then every time he did certain things and there were manifestations, then he went and he got with God to get the directions for the next things done and said. You and I, what we can't do is underestimate the anointing of God. The greater one that lives inside of us is the key to the success of of this church of your home and this church body, of this city that we live in right here, this county we live in, the state of Texas, all the cities of the state of Texas, the United States of America and all the cities that make up the United States of America, the anointing of God that's in us, Christ in us is the hope of all mankind. And if there's no Christ in us, the work that Jesus accomplished will just continue on for thousands of years. It'll just keep going and keep going. It'll keep going. Things will just keep going. If people don't rise up and take what they have inside of them and do with it what we were created to do with it. 